All right, we are live for the Wednesday edition of The Hangout. Excited to be back with the fellas. We have the broke capitalists in the middle, as well as the coming conflict on Rumble, Mr. Tom. How you guys doing, my friends? Fantastic. Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. I guess. That's good, man. Um, so, as always, the whole point is to get together, you know, just filter through the noise, trying to come up with an alternative narrative outside of what we're being told. And there's a lot of – I have a lot of questions, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting your guys' opinions on what's happening just because things don't make sense, never did. But it uh, looks like there's been a turn of the tide in reference to the narrative. And so I know, Mr. Andre, you big on – you know, whoever controlled the narrative controlled the overall game. And right. so uh, let me just share with you on the screen here. I think this is um, – Going to be very interesting. Oops, I got this. Let me get this right. Forgive me. So we have China scoffs at FBI claiming that the Wuhan lab leak likely caused the whole health situation. Mm. And so we went, we're going to year three right now. Give right. It was a year three. Yeah, year three. And it's always been a mystery apart from alternative media, suggest, you know, suspecting how it was intentionally put out there for whatever, whatever. But why now? Why are the U.S. turning the tide on China? Is this some type of way to draw them into a conflict even more or what? So I'll let you guys. So what's, what's, the, what's the real narrative behind what we're being told? Well, I think that this, this could be two, this could be a two lane highway. <laughs> they could, which I heard earlier from someone's setting up Trump to take the fall for this because, mm. you know, somehow, some way, They'll use this to make Trump look bad, meaning, you know, it that it was this virus came out under him. His policies had everybody taking the COVID shots. Now the COVID shots are deemed to be a waste of time and and dangerous in, in mm -hmm. some cases. Um, so that's one way. Another way is like you said, to be to create more conflict with China or, or presumed conflict. Uh, and I don't, I don't know which way this will go, but mm -hmm. I, I've heard earlier that the FBI not only claimed, they just said it that, but I guess that's the same thing, but you know, yeah. you had the, uh, what was that? The department of agriculture was that department of energy, that's energy yesterday, not the FBI today saying basically what was common sense. <laughs> I mean, you you working on this stuff in a lab. It just mm -hmm. so happened to be across from a market, right? <laughs> but it, um, it, uh, why, you know what I mean? This anyway, uh, just in case the, you know, YouTube gods are right. Understandable. I'll, I'll limit. <laughs> my Tom, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, See, I think usually common sense, folks. Just keep uh -huh. using your common sense. <laughs> yeah, I forget who said it. It's like. What what's the chances that the virus came came from across the street from a virus factory? Like basically, <laughs> but I think that this this whole this whole setup with the FBI and the DOE is like mm -hmm. like setting the narrative gun, like pointing it at the Chinese and be like, hey, we have this just this swarm of pink haired retards that are about to go manic at anything we tell them to. Mm -hmm. You better be you better be careful. Don't 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 get too into bed with the Russians. Don't get too cheeky with uh, President T-shirt over there in Zelensky uh, in Ukraine. OK, just make sure you remember, even though 
all of our elite, all of our institutions, all of our ruling class are in bed with you. We can still turn the narrative gun on you. And we got we got the laser on your forehead right now. So just be real easy with what you're about to do. But unfortunately, <laughs> China just went ahead and Lukashenko from Belarus and Kazakhstan and even Orban in Hungary. They're all like, well, we're all we're all behind the CCP's peace plan in Ukraine. I think this is all about Ukraine. It's everything is about Ukraine, in my opinion. Yeah. And to even add more to that, isn't it interesting how the narrative has changed in reference to where the, where the U.S. stands on the origins of everything that went crazy to where it was never, you know, of course, you know, Trump came out saying it was a China virus. You know, so like he was blunt out, out and out front with it. It hushed down to Biden. We know Biden has, you know, everybody has their hands in Biden's pocket and vice versa. So it, it was it was quiet now. But then after last week, when the whole China and Russia, I guess China apparently selling drones or something like that to Russia and getting involved in that whole Russian Ukraine situation, then the narrative also flipped as well. So could this be a counter to that? Like, you know, we know Putin and Xi are close and working on something that they are probably already accomplished. But could this have anything to do with the fact that, you know, the narrative is not in the U.S.'s favor? So now they're going to flip the script and say, you know, it, it originated there. But then here's the thing. But now what? Everybody in the mainstream alternative media knew that. But then what? It also comes from, the, you know, colleges down North Carolina, whatever, whatever. We know about that as well. But now what? FBI admitted. Now what? What are they going to do? What are they going to do about it? It relies on a it relies on a large mass of very gullible and stupid pink haired Kool Aid headed Marxists, and that unfortunately, they, they might not be the majority, but they're the vocal minority, and it it drives the narrative. So these people don't have original thoughts, they don't have problem solving skills, they don't have the ability to discern information. So when MSNBC or CNN or even Fox News say, "Oh my God, China bad." They're going to flip. And that that goes for both sides of the aisle because you have the anti-war right, like on where I fall in the anti-war MAGA side. Like, you know, I, I'm worried about this country. I don't give a darn about Ukraine, but there's enough of people on my side that'll be like, we don't care about Ukraine, but China bad. And they're going to flip. And they're that's good. That's how they're going to corral the anti-war right and the extremist left into the uniparty center where everybody's focused on war. And that's my opinion, what they're trying to do. But none of this is like, it's not exact math. And I, I eventually somebody's got to make a mistake. I'm just hoping somebody makes a mistake so we can stop this before world war three happens. Right. So I assume sanctions are coming. So as a response to all this, you know, sanctions are going to come more pressure to try to squeeze China and the Russian relations. Cause ultimately, as I mentioned, it's all about China and Russia's partnerships. And so, sanctions going to come and then what is that going to do that's going to force china to have to respond to the dollar and everything in between so everything we've been talking about might be sped up by this type of activity and narrative this you know alterating right now so you know what you didn't um, speak on a similar subject was it iraq that said that they were gonna mm -hmm. uh trade in yuan now yeah yeah they're so using yuan now Due to yeah. due to a dollar due to dollar dollar issues as well as shortages and everything in between, and on top of the fact that the West or the East is already shifting towards alternatives, it's all about alternatives, man. Yeah, Mike, uh, just real quick question, maybe you can answer this because you know more about this stuff than either of us do. But doesn't okay, like China's offshore money is the yuan, their onshore money is the RMB, right? How does that work? I know neither of them are like technically easily convertible into other currencies so how do you 
like the Dixie has doesn't have the yuan in it. How, how do you right. go from the Dixie and that basket of currencies to the yuan or the RMB? Well, I think the RMB and the yuan are one and the same. Ultimately speaking, you know, they're just a Chinese currency. I think I think the East or other nations give them the distinction between the RMB and the yuan. And so locally, what they're using is the yuan, aka slash renminbi. Now they are starting to open up offshore accounts for foreigners to be able to actually do business with the uh i guess it's like the offshore yuan or the kind of like we have the you know the euro dollar type of thing they're, they're starting to create those type of mechanisms now and it's small now so they open up the capital markets trying to get more funds in there try to make people provide options for people to use the, uh, the yuan so i don't i don't i'm not too familiar with the rmb yuan distinctions other than the fact that it comes from china and it's designed it was prior to it was always kept in-house and now they're starting to open things up and it's very small and if I'm not mistaken, I think that, you know, a year or two or so that um, what was it? Uh, the, the yuan was included into the uh, reserve basket because they got a very small portion just because I think, you know, more reserves are now being held in yuan in, in, in small portions. So I think it is a part of the Dixie or whatever measuring basket. I can't think of the top of my head. So that's just okay. off the top of my head from what I'm familiar with. But a lot of the. Uh, the BRICS nations, as well as the Eurasian nations, as well as the what is it, the uh, the SCO, all those partnerships and countries that have formed those unions, they're all now using their currencies intermingle. They're they're interoperable now for the most part with currency swaps. So a lot of nations have more access to yuan's just because they're part of those partnerships. So that's how they're getting currency swaps going behind the scenes that we don't know much about, just because it's not broadcast here in the West. Yeah, we're the west. Yes, or east. We're the west. Yeah, we're the west. So, we're the west. yeah, so <laughs> they're, they're a lot further along than what the, our, our media will ever tell us for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you go? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. So I was gonna say, I guess by sometime springish, we'll have better clarity as to how this new narrative will shape out as to what the U.S.'s response will be, and of course, China will counter with whatever they'll respond with. And of course it's going to be something to do where it's going to hurt the U S where, 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 where it happens to hurt us most. And that's in our debt market. <laughs> that's yeah. in our currency is an ultimate yeah, place where it's going to hurt the most. This is a huge accusation. You know, if the U S says, yes, this leaked from a lab in China, what well, is, who do you, if you're looking for blame, let's say you got a loved one that passed away because of this. Mm -hmm. Who do you blame? Because it was our government doing research there, right? But it was there is where the lab leaked from. So mm -hmm. you you can't like the U.S. can't go in with like clean hands in this one, saying mm -hmm. China, you did you did this, and therefore our people, Europeans, Africans, everybody, you know, were hurt detrimentally because of this. Like I'm going to counter that because nothing, China. It's Go almost, ahead. unless I'm missing something, like if it's definitive, it leaked from a lab. Well, Fauci was over the lab. <laughs> Ultimately, you know what I mean? So, a lot of I, U.S. Yes. companies help fund that. So, but like Tom said, a lot of people don't dig deep or think. So, mm -hmm. if they just say, you know, hey, this leaked from China. Maybe yeah. people won't go any further. You know? No, I, I agree. If you want to get down to the base layer of absolute like responsibility, Andre, you are absolutely correct. Like we have our hands in the cookie jar in this. However, 
whether this was intentional or accidental, even if it was a freaking pangolin and a bat, it doesn't matter. You guys, we like people forget. I'm sure you guys remember this. China shut down domestic char- travel between Wuhan and the rest of China before we even knew about this, but they let flights go out to the rest of the world. That seems pretty intentional to me. I don't know another way to explain that away. So regardless of who made the virus, which I am 100% positive, I'm on Andre's side with this, that we have a lot of culpability in that. The CCP and the PLA are the ones that control Chinese airspace and their air traffic control. They decided to not let people come in and out of Wuhan, and they decided to let people go from Wuhan to the rest of the entire planet, and that's how this thing spread. So I don't know how you don't blame the PLA and the CCP for that. And I think outside of the way things played out, I remember from like day one when I heard about or like was in September, October of 2019 is when the initial story broke that there was something happening in China. And of course, we start seeing those video footage as it as it came further uh, towards the West. and other. But then uh, well before then, and here's a little something, just a reminder. Uh, it says Dr. Fauci warned in 2017 of a surprise outbreak during the Trump administration. So well before then. There was already something strategically planned that was going to disrupt, whether it be a single country or the global economy in of itself. But, you know, so there, there were a, a lot more hands involved in this than just what happened in China, as we guys mentioned. But we were we were heading for some type of surprise regardless, especially at Trump one. If Trump won that second one, ain't no telling what they would have threw at us. <laughs> well, I'm not it have been sure a lot worse. Guys... It would have been more than just a practice run. Anyway, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard this, but the NIH went to DARPA and requested permission to spray a stadium full of people full of a coronavirus. And DARPA said, are you crazy? This is going to start a world war. They got mm-hmm. shut down. And then the NIH went to EcoHealth Alliance. And then we ended up where we were at. And I believe, I think, Andre, if you just brought this up, I, I forget. But the, the military games right before this outbreak happened in 2019. And this is what I, it was the NIH or the NIAD. They went to DARPA and they asked for permission to basically gas a stadium full of people with an experimental virus slash vaccine. I can't remember exactly how it was worded. And these documents leaked. And then we ended up where we were at. So it's like. Yes, our our government, along with the CCP, did terrible things. And the CCP was the one that pulled the trigger and let these planes fly. It's like I, at least that's what at least that's the narrative that has it prevailed. Seems to be. Yeah, it you know what I'm But then also here is just more. Here's more information here to really make you think. It says DARPA. This is from 2013. DARPA hires Pfizer to perform groundbreaking medication research. <laughs> and so if you if you read through this article. It just talks about how the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency awarded Pfizer 7.7 to contract to research whether it might be possible to, quote, identify subsequently, (laughs) excuse me, induce the production of uh, protective antibodies to an emerging pathogen directly in an affected or exposed individual. So ultimately something that mimics a typical vaccine, but without the without that older methodology they wanted a new technologically advanced way to do it and here we now have mrna so um yeah it seems like everything is working out smoothly moral of the story is that no government has anybody's best interest at heart Uh, that's really it yeah 
it, it sucks. And I was thinking about this, like, you know, for all everybody who's still asleep at the wheel, completely oblivious to what's really happening, and I'm trying to find new ways to, to wake up more people, it's, it, it's hard to really say things I want to say just because people still trust their government. You know what I'm saying? Like, people still, people still trust their government. And my initial thought is, you know, the more I wake up to what's really going on, I'm thinking, like, it sucks to know that my government really wants to kill me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my government <laughs> would be mad, you know what I'm saying, if I happen to, you know what I'm saying, right. depart this world a little, a little earlier, given the right. fact that they got, you know, was it 200 you know, a trillion worth of liabilities? They got a currency that the East has already decided they're going to move away from. And you got retirement pensions. You got all that stuff do come and do. It's like, well, let's take out as many of them, the U.S. citizens as we can so it'll be less headache when they revolt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Profits and liability, like measurement, like let's see, let's see what what's better off for Mike. Right. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, so let's keep I, it moving. Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Even you, you got something else? No, no. Go ahead. No, it, it just sucks to think that way. But I mean, I'm just trying to be real, man. Um, okay. So here, here's another headline here that uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see the response of Mr. Elon Musk. If I can bring it up here, let me get my situation right. It's a CCP threads. Elon Musk warns him against promoting the Wuhan lab leak report. So ultimately not letting Twitter go crazy over this. And it becomes a tweet, a trending viral situation where, you know, 300 plus million people in this country and beyond wake up that literally it was China. And of course, at some point they're going to lead that going down a rabbit hole, going to lead them even further to realize that there are other hands involved as well, other than just CCP, which is going to expose more things. So, what do you guys think about this? Will, will, will Elon back down? Well, this, this, <laughs> let me jump in. This is interesting because we all been waiting. Unless I missed it, we've been waiting on the Twitter files with Fauci, and they haven't come out yet. So uh-huh. maybe, maybe you know, somebody put the brakes on that. But even if it doesn't, I'm assuming something about. I mean, come on. If, if you've been paying attention, you got to know Fauci was up to something. <laughs> right. I mean, Rand Paul pretty much exposed him in Congress on that one. But it, this is kind of interesting. It, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get tongue tied here, but if you if you like I said earlier, if you get if you start looking at who's to blame for this, you ultimately have to look at both the U.S. Mm-hmm. and China. Right. And so if Twitter starts blowing up about lab leak, lab leak, and you're going down this rabbit hole, you're going to hit both of those. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people talking about it's China's fault. You're going to have people talking about it's Fauci's fault. And that could expose some, you know, relationship we're not, we're unaware of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so here's a little something else as well. Uh, so this is <laughs> Mr. Fauci here. It says Fauci has an open mind on the lab leak. Uh, let's rewind the tape here. And then it says here, hit by an expert uh, report, uh, including that COVID leak by Deputy Fauci, dodged by saying, quote, we may never know the origins of the pandemic, but quote, we must all keep an open mind to all possibilities. <laughs> EYA. Man, come on. Like, you, so you Fauci don't want no person I blame, boy. He, ha- he has governmental, governmental corruption immunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't, and um, if I remember correctly from my law school days, you can't sue the government for doing their job. So they have that immunity 
as well. They're oh like, well, God. this is part of what we were doing it as a legitimate government, uh, a legitimate action as a government, then you can't really sue them. But again, everybody got to keep their common sense in their head and utilize it. This is one mm-hmm. of the dumbest things ever told to mankind. There's a a place, an address where we're working on weaponizing basically viruses. Mm-hmm. Next door to that is a flea market. Supposedly. <laughs> but I, I mean, also... It's absolutely absurd for you to think that it came from the lab. <laughs> right? It's absolutely absurd. It came from it. the flea market. like, and, and everybody just bought that hook, line, and sinker, man. It's just... Did you guys ever see Dr. David E. Martin a year or two ago when he came out basically giving more documentation with actual patent numbers that you could go verify for yourself? So I went down a nice little trail of just taking those 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 patent numbers that he gave out and went, Googled it, binged it, everything else. And they actually go deep into the, I, the, the sequences of the strands that were patented and recreated. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they, so they patented all that stuff. down. Yeah, to it wasn't one by Moderna, year. patented by Moderna. And I, I mean, it was, it was a lot of it's it some government agencies that it was public yeah. and private companies that were all part of some patents going yeah. back to I think the first I one I saw that. was 2002, 2003 of them trying to patent type of things for our, everything that's been thrown away now. So if people really wanted the truth, they can go get it. Long story yeah. short, you know what I'm saying? But it's better to be naive and dumb and, 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 and just sleep at the wheel just because you're not responsible for then now. What do you do? Especially if you already yeah, participated yeah. in the experimentation, then it's a little bit, you know, so now you just it's too late. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't know um, how much more rope we have left to be like asleep at the wheel as a civilization. Like people need to wake the f up quick, man. Like I, I don't know how much more rope our civilization as Americans has left to just be on autopilot. Things are collapsing at every corner of every building all around us. Like I do not think it is possible to keep going on this way. Like Andre said, you got to be a absolute moron to have not just paid the most basic attention to the beginning of this thing you know and the the wuhan virus factory across from the place where the thing started and then going back to elon musk look at his 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 um his behavior throughout this entire process he's criticized the forced uh jibbity jab mandates he's criticized western lockdowns but he has never said a word about anything any of the tyranny any of the abuse any of the craziness that's been going on that the ccp has inflicted on its own people in china he has never once said anything critical of the ccp why? Because he knows who butters his bread. He knows that the second biggest car market in the world is China. He knows where his Shanghai Gigafactory. He knows that he knows the Communist Party member that he has to be partnered with in order to run that thing. He knows not to bite the hand that feeds because China and the CCP don't have the same idea of free speech and liberty as we do here in the United States. He can sit here. It's like that old thing, it, that old saying about the Soviet Union. You know, in America, I can walk in, I can go to Reagan's desk and I can pound my hand on the table in the resolute desk and I can say, I hate Ronald Reagan. And then the guy says, well, in, in Soviet, in the USSR, we can go into Gorbachev's office, pound our, pound our hand on the desk and say, I hate Ronald Reagan. It's like this whole idea, like you can criticize the United States within the United States, but you cannot criticize China within China or from within the United States. So I think Elon Musk is a compromised individual. And that's why I've always been very critical of him. I wouldn't well, doubt it. 
<laughs> one, one thing, one thing. Okay. So one thing, K- Karen, who's watching, said uh, WEF. And I'm thinking, like, isn't it interesting? I'll, I'll let you t- uh, that the World Economic Forum centered in Switzerland and not, not Arab, not rare, but where about area is in the slab dab middle of the Western conflict and the Eastern conflict. What's the probability of somebody in that structure or part of that organization orchestrating everything behind the streams, you know, sending calls over here to U.S. to D.C., you know, change the narrative now. I need you guys to put more pressure on China and then cause Xi on the other side. Xi, they about to come your way, say that uh, this, 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 this. So we need you to now, you and Putin, you crank it up a little bit now so we can really, you know, throw people off. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder yes. how much Claude Schwab, who's the front man, is probably like, you know, hey, Xi, hey, Putin, hey, Biden, let's, let's, let's turn this up. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you got you need conflict for this to happen. I'm a, I, you know, until I'm proven wrong, this all has to do with us going to a digital currency. Like mm-hmm. it, it just that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care about intent. I'm looking at the effect, right? So, you know, we all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but okay, you get Americans to dislike China to dislike Russia to the point where we're okay for a physical conflict. Well, you never have to go to war. Like you can always just negotiate. But Mm -hmm. if you do go to war, you get to blow up stuff. You get to spend a ton of money on weapons. You got to use the weapons so there's more money. You know, you got to pay for people's medical bills. Next thing you know, you just spending, spending money, all this money that takes the current money you just spend it into oblivion and you got to have a solution for that. Because if they don't, like we're, we're going off this cliff reg- without Ukraine, without a $500 million check every two weeks mm-hmm. to Ukraine, right? We're, we're, we have so much debt and there's so many dollars out there in the world that, you know, $10,000 in 1970, you probably, you were set, right? Mm-hmm. $10,000, 2023, you like, well, you know, that's cool. This this is coming to an end. And mm-hmm. that's it's no doubt, like whether we live to see that or not. But when this physical dollar comes to an end, there has to be a solution. There's too many smart people. If I'm thinking of this, I know this, and I don't get paid to think of this. There's people who get paid to think of what's next. And I'm pretty sure they're not going to be caught off guard like, oops, now what? Uh, you know, eggs cost $12. Well, they already do cost $12. Eggs cost $50 a dozen, right? Now what do we do? They, I'm pretty sure someone has that solution waiting for us. They're just waiting for it to get so bad that we welcome that solution. Would you call it the final solution, Andre? No, as far as your privacy and your uh, freedom is concerned, yeah, that's you're done. Here on the screen, joke. I have the ID 2020, which is a part of the whole Microsoft World Economic Forum partnership, whatever. And the objective, of course, is to make sure that everything, everybody is traceable, trackable, as well as surveilled throughout their entire lives. And I think the currency with the CBDCs is just one aspect of the digitization of our entire lives. So I would say that the digital ID process is probably more important than the currency for now, just because they want to make sure that you can't leave your state, nevertheless your country, unless you have permission. You know what I'm saying? The currency situation, I think we still got paper along the way for a little bit, but as far as actually being able to move freely, 
and enjoy those liberties of being able to go buy, shop, and whatever you have to have that ID as well. So I think that is much as a big, a, just a big of a part as a whole CBDC as well because people people accept anything when things get bad enough. You know what I'm saying? If you if you got to sign yeah. up and your eyeball, go get some bread. You're gonna scan your eyeball. <laughs> well, I don't know about where you guys live, but in in Florida, when I, I I moved back to Jersey like six years ago, in Florida they had the real ID already. And when I lost my driver's license, like physically lost it, and I had to go get a copy, I just went in and they had had a pic, like a camera in my face, and that was it. I didn't need any documentation. They gave me a new license right there. Mm-hmm. And New Jersey was supposed to roll this. I think it's called Real ID. It has a star on the license. I, yeah, I, don't know, I think it's Real ID. But New Jersey was supposed to have implemented this, but then the whole you know <clears throat> health emergency happened. Everything got shut down, and. As last I remember was at some point, every state needed this and you were going to need this to get on a plane, do any kind of uh, like government services. And that's that in and of itself is good enough to really put the brakes on your freedoms. Also, you you can use your passport. You can use your passport instead. But so that means that, you know, if the passport serves as a option as well, that lets me know that having a passport, because it's already property of the government in of itself, which means ultimately you are the, you're the holder of that, which means you're the property of the government as well. So is this is we are already pretty much already tagged and tracked. So and this is is the beauty of this narrative that they set up. Right. Mm -hmm. So what are the chances of there not being a pandemic in the next five, six years, right? They got, this is generational timelines we're talking about. And I'm a, I'm a give an analogy here. What are the, what are the chances between now and June that there's not a news story about a black male being shot by a cop? Like what are those chances, right? Mm-hmm. It's small, right? Chances are small. So when that happens, that narrative is already in place. You're going to get Crump coming down, the, the, the new Al Sharpton guy, the younger version of Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. He's coming down talking about, you know, the America's racist. It's like it's already a script. The news mm-hmm. channels, they already know what to say. It, it, it's the same rinse, repeat, right? So the next sickness that comes about, it's going to be the same thing. All right, we locked down before. We need to lock down again. Y'all know what to do. Blah blah. We got to do this. It's for everybody's help, you know. And then what? In that process, they'll take a little bit of your freedom, a little bit at a time. So I don't think it'll be like you know we wake up May fifteenth, and you know, and we say, you know what? Yesterday, May fourteenth, we had all these freedoms. Now today, we don't have none. I don't think it'll be that abrupt. Abrupt. I think it'll be subtle, but. The, that narrative they have is already there. So the next time something happens, everything's in place and you they just we just roll with it, just roll down the stream. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a cyber banking or a war. Like it's gonna be hard to pull over some type of health situation. Like unless like literally like unless cat skin is like falling off their damn face <laughs> to where it's like obvious you can't fake that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, I definitely think we're in the wars and rumors of wars like phase of humanity. Like, I definitely believe that because sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, I've never been to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. How do I even know that any of this is true? And now I'm just I'm I'm just I don't actually believe what I'm saying. Just giving yeah. a for instance. How do you, Andre, Mike, 
unless you've been to Donetsk, unless you've been to Bakhmut and you've seen the siege, unless you've been to Mariupol, how do you know that any of this is true? There's no way to know it's true. And I forget who it was. I think it was Bush Sr. who said that we could fake an entire war and the people wouldn't even know the difference. I think they were talking about Iraq at the time. But really, like, this is the wars and the rumors of wars. It's like... People are viewing this from a TV screen. They have no emotional attachment. This is just like Game of Thrones to them. So what would be the difference if there were real people or actors on the other side of that camera? Like, really, I don't know. And and, and I'm 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 seeing this through the the objective, like the subjective lens of like, I can understand why it's becoming harder and harder and harder for people to hold on to reality because it's like slipping through your fingers almost. You almost start to question your own self like as you watch this long enough it's like am i crazy or are these people crazy or the sky's blue right like i didn't forget that <laughs> don't forget also as another option the aliens are coming exactly <laughs> I'm, that's don't forget that's that. my preferred don't that's that. my preferred yeah, outcome yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, aliens are here. we're gonna look up and see a ship <laughs> that'd be cool hey <laughs> hey you know what happens though aliens come <laughs> And racism ends overnight. Yeah, exactly right. We all got to come together. We all got to come together. We all got, it's, it's man versus is man versus them. And of course, right. government government already got the solution. Right. We're gonna get everybody stimmy checked. <laughs> right, right. We gonna uh, put everybody to work, and we gonna uh, end homelessness. And get every government got a solution. They gonna give. They gonna give something to somebody somehow. Yeah, All right, man. Let's, let's, we might finally get our manufacturing base ramped up in that case. <laughs> let's get to our last story, man. Uh, Lori Lightfoot becomes the first Chicago mayor in 40 years to lose re-election. Is anybody surprised? No. <laughs> she I am, I, actually, I'm kind of surprised. She's in Chicago. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm I'm happy for the people in Chicago. Honestly, I'm really happy for them. Uh, but I don't think much is going to change because I, I think she lost to what uh, Democrats. Vallis, I think is his name. I, I, I believe they're all Democrats, right? So it's no reversing with the damage done, put like that. The pension yeah. system is a complete shambles. The taxes is through the roof. So what are you going to do? Like the state is damn near, the state is broke. You know what I'm saying? So only thing you can do is continue to raise prices of everything and try to tax the wealthy out of there and just, yeah, it's it's a drought. It's a I mean, you the the just i mean i'm i'm not surprised this isn't said or talked about daily if you want to see the effects of socialism just look at detroit michigan right and democratic party i mean democratic policies michigan detroit in particular was the the most affluent city in the world up until the democrats took over in the late 50s that was the last time we had a republican mayor it's been all downhill ever since. You know, mm-hmm. democratic policies is destroys it utter it just utterly destroys uh the family unit, the the uh job base, you know, jobs. It is it's it's parasitic. You know, I always mm-hmm. say it's parasitic. That ideology cannot exist without a capitalist. You know, the capitalist comes in and builds something, and then you get the socialists come in and take from it, right? Mm-hmm. And most, but most capitalists have the means to move away, and that's what they do. So they build, 
they see the pink haired socialists marching at them and they like, all right, peace. We'll just go build somewhere else. And then the socialists come in and just feed off that carcass, which is what we've been doing as a nation to America since the Wilson administration, in my opinion. But yeah, socialism. And I did my latest uh, video was titled The Tech Tsunami and Socialism Will Destroy the Nuclear Family. And it's not a motive or the intent that I'm interested in. I'm talking about the effect. When you have the great part of socialism is everybody's equal. But the other side of that coin is you can't have, you know, the old saying, Indians and chiefs, right? No, it's a chief and Indian. So <laughs> you got to have, if everybody's equal, that just doesn't work over the long term. And we, we just see that. Now you, you get equal respect. You know, if you're a man married to a wife, you respect your wife, she respects you. That has nothing to do with equality I'm, or being any unequal, right? That's just, right. that's another subject. It's called respect. But Lightfoot's policies, the policies in Detroit, uh, St. Louis, Atlanta, Compton, Portland now, it's destructive. It's just a destructive ideology. And if you're living in those areas, all I can say is leave. In all those areas, homelessness is through the roof. <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I think Chicago is what happens. I think Chicago is even a little worse off because they didn't start off like socialist the way these the, the socialism wasn't what destroyed Chicago. Crime and gangs and prohibition is what destroyed Chicago. It's always well, been a, a machine politics corrupt. Just you got to you really got to grease some palms to go along. Then then you, you get the plight of the people, the destruction, of the manufacturing, the destruction of, you know, working in black and, and Hispanic people. Then you bring in the socialism and then it just is just even worse for everybody. So I don't think anybody's getting anything better out of Vallis or whoever the other candidates that are going, because unless you, 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 you pledge fealty to the mobs and the gangs and the criminals that run that city. I don't see how you get elected. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know Chicago, but I just feel like when you have a city that corrupt for that long, unless you get a shakeup like Rudy Giuliani did in New York, where every we all know about what Giuliani did in New York in the 90s. Unless you get something like that, Chicago is always going to be Chicago. Like it's Tommy guns in, in violin cases. You know what I mean? Tommy guns. Let, let me clarify what I mean by socialism versus like capitalism the ideology, the mindset, the capitalist is I got to get my stuff together so I can be a benefit to those around. Me. And I'm relying on those around me to get their stuff together so we can all benefit together. That's a different mindset than what is coming out of Detroit, whereas y'all owe me something, <laughs> right? That's like, I, you are, I am my brother's keeper first and foremost, right? But you forgot the about yourself first, right? So that ideology leads to the crime, <clears throat> the crime and, you know, the, the mafia and all that stuff. Mafia is just a, a horrible form of socialism. Yeah, you know, I don't right. want to go off the deep end in this political uh, philosophy stuff, but there's, when you think of the, the Godfather, he, this was a socialist organization. It was just a bad one. Right. Mm -hmm. The capitalist is individual first. Right. Not 
to be extremely selfish and be an asshole and stuff like that. But you have your, you worry about your house first. And then if your neighbor needs help, of course, but you just don't help your neighbor just because you feel guilty that you got something. You know, you expect your neighbor to do for his house. I'm going to do for my house. And, and as long as the government isn't putting impedance in your way from taking care of your house, for example, democratic policies that took fathers out of the home, which led to a lot of sons being on the street corners, right? Uh, minimum wage laws that keep young kids from being employed. These are socialist policies with these intentions like, oh, you got to have a minimum wage to help, you know, no one should work 40 hours a week at $10 or $15 an hour. How are you going to support a, a family of five on minimum wage? Well, don't have a family. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. don't have a yeah. family. Or That's improve yourself so you can earn more. Improve yourself so you can earn more. <laughs> right. So these socialist intentions, they all sound good, but at the end of the day, you end up with Detroit in the 80s, Chicago now, Compton back in, you know, the 90s. They, it doesn't work. Now, I know our idea of socialism is, you know, you Scandinavia or something like that. They may have socialist programs, but they tried socialism and so did New Zealand. And they threw that shit away. Oops, sorry. They threw it away because it does, it doesn't work. Ultimately, it doesn't work. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. All right, well, gentlemen, we at that forty minute mark um, covered all the primary subject matters, man. Um, of course, there's going to be more stuff to talk about next week, as always. But I was, you know, excited to get your guys' thoughts on a variety of subjects that we covered today, just to, you know, bounce more things off my head and see what uh, what's really happening out here, man. So it's always good to connect. We got the broke capitalists. We got the uh, coming conflict on Rumble. Links in the description. I invite you to connect with these gentlemen here, and uh, they share their thoughts and opinions, and to help also filter through the noise as well. But uh, gentlemen, as always, it's good to connect. And uh, back at it next week, same time, same place. Yeah, Always enjoying. Thank you. Quick, uh, race Marxism by James Lindsay. Go pick that up. Check it out. Race. Hold on, Zach. Give me that. What's that again? Race Marxism. By James Lindsay. L James Lindsay is a smart guy. A Race Marxism book. Explains a, lot, explains a lot about what's going on. Basically, uh, all this woke stuff is just synonymous for Marxism. You just take class, take out the word class, and put in race. <laughs> if, if, if James Lindsay was around before World War II, he would have wrote uh, class Marxism. Basically, that's, that's what it is. So, Race Marxism. Race All right, man. That's the, the, the book of the week, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for thanks yeah. for reminding remember you know remembering that as well. So Absolutely. um all right, my good people. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hit that thumbs up. Make sure you check these guys out. And uh we'll be back at the next week. Same time, same place. Peace. 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 Have a good night.